Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit, and they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For Trusted Protection Trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. This would work very well because it's imaginary. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I'm all maternity all the time, basically, Amy. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. The Capri can be too short on a taller lady. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Mighty Machines! Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And today we are talking about why isn't this a thing? (laughs) So we did a why is this a thing episode. And now this is the counterbalance. I have to say, what's the word? I'm of two minds, Amy. I'm reluctant in some ways to do this episode having read these because I think there is a possibility that we could quit podcasting and make a bajillion dollars if we just made. Just invent these things. So we don't want to share the ideas with our listeners, in other words. No, like, why should we put this out there for free? Some of these are million dollars. We have a common friend whose name is Eddie. And I once said to him that my idea was for roads, like a map. I said, I have a million dollar idea, a map that shows all the like bumpy sidewalks so that you moms could use it about where to walk their kids to put them to sleep because you need a little bit of a bumpy road. And so, and he replied to me, he's a businessman. He replied to me, now that is a $100 idea right there. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you're right. It's probably not a million dollar idea, but I was like, it's not a bad idea. If you know, you know. Why isn't this a thing? Like someone who tells me where are good places to walk the kids that's just bumpy enough to put them to sleep, but not too bumpy to wake them up. I wanted it. I never really thought about bumpy. I mean, I always felt like it was the opposite of that movie, the Sandra Bullock's school bus movie where they have to keep the bus driving 50 miles an hour, everybody will crash. Let me pause you. Oldie Lux alert. Back in my day. I know. But anyway, that's always, you're the opposite of that when you're driving and your kids are asleep, right? Like no matter what, you cannot come to a stop because then they'll wake up. Correct. Yeah. All right. So why isn't it a thing that there should be a road that's only for people whose kids are asleep that they don't have to stop the whole way to wherever they're going? Good point. And also, why isn't it a thing that there's a map of all the good walking paths that are just bumpy enough to put your kid to sleep? It's still available. Maybe there's some coder out there listening. Leanne wants some credit from us. Or from the world, the universe, I suppose. Okay. Long ago when I had infant twins, she says, I remember saying, ugh, why isn't grocery delivery a thing? So you're welcome. Wow, Leanne, thank you. She brought that into our lives. (gasps) 
I am a full grocery delivery person, for sure. I don't go in stores. Yeah. My husband, it's a sticky wicket with him. He will not allow for grocery delivery. I am the money spender and he is the money manager and he feels like it's more expensive. So like the other day we were having a crazy day and I said, let's just Grubhub some lunch for the kids. And he's always like, no, I, I, I can go pick it up. He is the guy who he will walk six extra blocks with children in tow to use the ATM at the bank. Like he can't stand to pay the dollar fee at the 7-Eleven. That's a good partner to have, but he's assuming his time is free. It is a very good partner for me to have because I tend to be a spending cannon a little bit. I'm not like, oh my God, I have to have these $700 pair of shoes. I've never said that in my life, but I'm definitely the person who's like, I'll spend $10 to save 10 minutes and we're exactly opposite. So it's probably good. We balance each other out. And you and I are alike in that way. Like... Your husband's gamefully employed. He has better things to do than go pick up the Grubhub, the Popeyes. Yeah, but no, he's just like, why would I pay someone $5 when I can just get it myself? Lillian, our friend who we met long ago, Lillian listens to the podcast and we met her in real life in New Orleans on the street and told her about the podcast. And let me say, she's become a dedicated listener and a dedicated member of the Facebook group. And what is the word? What a kismet filled meeting it was. And it's only because when you travel with Margaret, you like talk to random people that you meet on the street at a Mardi Gras parade. Oh, we were like part of a party all of a sudden. We had nine new friends that night. They were buying us drinks. It was right before the pandemic, too. It was so fun. It was. It was February 2020. The best of times. All right. What does Lillian have to say? Uh, Lillian says she wants women's pants sold like men's pants, waist and length. Why can my husband get his perfect fit, but I can't? Yes. Every time I buy a pair of pants and I'm pretty tall, like especially if they're like sort of, you know, like work pants, like dressy pants for women, wear high heels and you're still standing on the hems. You have to get them tailored. I totally agree with this. Why is there an extra step after buying women's pants, but not men's pants? Because you can just buy the length you want. Yeah. I've never in my life gotten a pair of pants hemmed. I don't even know like how you would do that. Yeah. I just walk on the bottom. So I'm also I am I am tall and I'm mostly legs. So I usually do not really have that problem. I see. But I've never gotten a pair of pants hemmed. It would never occur to me. I'd be like, I'll just walk on them forever. But the capri can be too short on a taller lady. Oh, I don't wear capris. That is not my look. Not capris. I just mean like in the spring and summer, pants just go down to your ankle. You see a little bit of ankle. We used to call them flutters. Yeah. Why isn't this a thing? I agree. And yeah, uh, Cindy agrees and says, why is there a petite section in every store? Very rarely a tall women's section. Yeah, I don't know. As a tallie, I just, I'm a person who does not care how my clothes fit. I have to say, Amy knows we went to a conference and it was the end of the pandemic. And I realized I had come with like t-shirts, shorts, and like we were speaking at this thing and everyone was dressed really beautifully. And on day two, I was like, oh no, I've bought nothing appropriate to wear. And I just went to Macy's for 20 minutes and bought like six things. She's not exaggerating. You like harpooned clothes in the closest clothing store. She came back with like a huge bag full of a new wardrobe and you were gone for under an hour, I swear. That's how I do it. I just can't. I can't be bothered. I hate shopping and I don't really care how I look in clothes. So I, I just move through it fast. People who are like, does this like hug my cur? I'm like, I, I don't know. I just put bags over my head and call it a day. I like Holly's idea. Why isn't this a thing? An after school program where they do all the extracurricular activities at one place, like your sports, your music lessons, your art classes, karate, they're all in one hub. And then the kids can try a wide variety of activities and you're not driving 10 different places. Yeah, that, I agree with that. And after school tends to be a massive commitment to one thing. And I have certain kids they're not one activity kids. You know what I mean? They don't want to do two hours of martial arts after school. 
And it, it becomes not just one activity, but one kid's activity while the other kids look at their iPads in the car. Yeah, let's get it all in one place. I like this. Actually useful pockets as the norm in women's clothing, says Jessica. We are the keeper of all things. We need some stinking pockets. I feel like they're getting better. I feel like I have a lot of pockets. The problem is you need a pocket that's big enough to hold your phone without it being like an obvious mic pack coming out of your back. I like like a baby doll dress, like a big poofy, you know, starts at the neck and just goes outward kind of a dress. And there's a lot of room for big pockets. <laughs> it goes along with like, you don't care if it fits you, right? Just voluminous. Yeah. Well, it fits me fine. It's just tight at the neck. And then the rest is just a tent. It's a trapeze profile with very large pockets. Yeah. I'm all maternity all the time, basically, Amy. But wait, let's go back to the play centers because Anna says in England they have soft play centers that serve wine. So why isn't that a thing? So there were a ton of people who wanted this. Chick-fil-A with a playground and wine. Bar brewery that has play equipment. I will say we had this in Los Angeles. I don't know if it still exists. And I will say I really did love it. And it was called Giggles and Hugs. I don't know if it was in the Westfield Mall in West LA. I don't know if it's still there. Giggles and Hugs. And about two thirds of it was tables and chairs with like waitress service. And you could get beer and wine, I think, and then pretty decent food, like really pretty edible food. And then half of it was a gated giant pirate ship and like play stuff all over. And they had three or four young ladies who stayed in the play area and made sure the kids didn't kill each other. Wow. We would meet there almost every Friday night. Who was giggling and who was hugging? It's unclear <laughs> what was what that title referred to. I want to workshop that name a little bit. If we're going to bring it back, I don't want to call it Giggles and Hugs. It reminds me of Kibbles and Bits. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> and my kids, of course, called it Jiggles and Hugs. And we're like, that's a different establishment altogether. That's not where we're going. We're going to Giggles and Hugs. But they had, and people pointed this out. So why isn't this a thing? I don't know. I assume liability insurance is very high with anything that involves kids. Oh, and the other thing that they would do, and I have a billion adorable videos. It was like being on a cruise ship, kind of. Every 10 minutes, they'd be a little activity. Like they'd play Ring Around the Rosie with the kids. And then they would do kids karaoke, where they just had a chair and the kid would stand on the chair and they would hand them a microphone and let them sing a song of their choice. There's not enough wine in the world to sit and spend an afternoon at a place that has kids karaoke. I know, but it was really adorable. You had to be able to tune it out. It was extremely loud and screechy. Don't kids just scream into the microphone? Their mic technique is terrible. No, you're not wrong. Their mic technique leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> there should be, if they had mic technique classes and no hugs, just giggles. Before we got on, Amy and I were talking about our inability to see things that are not working well and not engage with them. And I can just see you at Giggles and Hugs being like, listen, kid, your mic technique is offensive. Back it up. Lower your voice. You're holding a microphone. Okay. No need to scream. But I have a million adorable videos of my kids singing the Mighty Machines theme song. You know, did you have those videos, Mighty Machines? I'm not familiar with them. Oh, they're so great. They are so oldie locks. They predated even my kids. They're just a footage of like, you know, excavators. And it's footage of construction scenes, just beta cam footage of a construction site. I mean, yeah. And then there's a hilarious theme song. A guy is singing over it. Mighty machines. Mighty machines. And that's the whole video. That was my kid's signature number at um, Kids Karaoke. I want to do Holly's because this really is a good idea. Like somebody 
make this. Holly says, why isn't this a thing? An umbrella that clips to the car door so you can buckle your kids into the car seat without getting drenched. Why isn't this a thing? I have yet to figure out how to get into a car with an umbrella. Like, it, why is it so difficult? <laughs> like the sort of backing in and then, yeah. Well, but you have it over your head. Even if you sit down in the car, now your car is getting really wet. You know, we get that drenching rain here in New York. And then you fold the umbrella. And if you're the driver, you have to at some point pass the umbrella over your body to put it in the passenger seat, at which point you're soaking wet. Like, I just cannot... I can't figure it out. You can't really, it doesn't fit. I mean, I guess if you had a telescoping umbrella, one of those ones that came down really small, I just feel like an umbrella is to catch all the rain so you can spray it on yourself when you get it in the car. I feel like there should be a remote setting as you walk to your car, like a kook you unlock it and then out of the side, <laughs> like sort of like floppy rabbit ears, like above the windows, come out these sort of penumbras that keep you a little bit of will just sort of cover where you're standing until you get in the car and then they go come back in i like that idea that's a thousand dollar idea amy i would say it's like deloreans like we just all need a delorean minivan where like the door pops up and then you can shake out the umbrella and put it in and then you can have a second to gather your thoughts without getting soaking wet holly work on that please yeah, Holly, we like what you've got started. We think it needs work. We have some notes. <laughs> but when you make your million dollars, we're only going to take 10% of your umbrella clip-on idea. All right. This one is a little bit less strategically difficult. Katie says, what if we had babysitters at the dentist and doctor's office like they have at gyms? It's not a pediatrician's office. It's your doctor's office. But there's a babysitter there. Why are you getting your teeth cleaned or whatever? There's somebody to watch your kids. I mean, it's a great idea. I mean, it's a little utopian, I suppose. But we are in a utopia in many of these. Okay, yeah. Why isn't this a thing? Right. Why isn't this a thing? That's right. Like, I now go to a gym that has that. Like, right as you walk in the door, there's a cute little area, and they drop the kids off. It's usually not very crowded. There's one person sitting in there. They need to have it at the grocery store, too. Like, every business needs to have a, like, drop your kid. You know who has it? Ikea. Have you been to an Ikea recently? No. Ikea, by me, has this. You like drop your kid at the desk and then you do your Ikea and then you come back. I guess they must have figured out that it's worth it for them to not have like tiny monsters destroying Ikeas. We'll take them all up front and let them destroy this one room. And then you go through Ikea. And you spend more money because you have time to actually look and shop probably. Salute you, Ikea. Exacto mundo, Amy. All right. We'll be back with even more million, thousand and hundred dollar ideas. Margaret, exciting news. I am about to have a new baby nephew. And believe it or not, this will be my 13th nephew. Amy, you're ready to give up your amateur status. You're a pro (laughs) aunt at this point. Our family has seen a lot of babies. And as soon as they start standing or walking... I send them all a whole lot of Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 don't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your newly mobile little one. Pampers Cruisers 360 offer a gap-free fit that is up to 100% leak-proof, crucial once your baby is quite literally up and at And that gap-free fit helps prevent your baby from taking off their diaper, a habit you do not want them to get into. 
into. You can say that again. And Pampers Cruisers 360 just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we even elaborate on the need for that, friends? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Hello, Hellions. You know we listen to a lot of podcasts that aren't our own, and today we want to tell you about a podcast that really speaks to us and will speak to any parent of a child with special education needs. The podcast is called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. One of my kids has an IEP, and I found this podcast so validating and so helpful. I feel better equipped to advocate for my child's educational needs now. This podcast is helpful for parents in many different situations, whether your child already has an IEP or you're just starting to wonder if they might need extra support in the classroom. Juliana has content for kids of all ages and for kids who are learning English as an additional language as well. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Many, many people, including Caitlin, Josephine, Sarah, and Shelby, would really like this great idea, paid parental leave (laughs) and longer maternity leave. Wow. Why isn't this a thing? Sure. Yeah, paid maternity leave, because you can take the Family Care Act, you can take unpaid leave. And Kara, who I know and has lived overseas, says that is a thing. Oh, you meant in the U.S. Oh, rubbing it in. We've talked to some people about it. We're for it. We're pro-paid parental leave. Gloria Riviera had some really good things to say about the child care crisis and what we're getting wrong. We didn't even really talk about maternity leave, but that's just one part of how we really get this wrong. Go back and listen to that episode if you want to get mad. Yeah, I mean, I often say that I gave birth on a Friday and my husband went back to work full time on a Monday. Weirdly, I didn't even think it was insane at the time. But it, hey, spoiler alert, it was insane. Completely, completely insane. It is insane. We probably can't fix that right now, but let's put a pin in that. Why isn't that a thing? Yeah. I mean, we're for it. Let's just say that. Yes, please. Jamie, I like this one a lot, and you will like it living in New York City. Grocery stores, please get rid of half of the checkout lines and make the current ones wider. There's only ever two lanes open anyway. Oh, that's true. It's so true that like there's 14 lanes. They're tiny and narrow. At our grocery store, you have to hang. There's like a back wall. So you have to hang a really quick right after you get through the line. And you're always like, and then there's always someone standing. You have an old cart and it won't make the 90 degree turn at all. It's hard for the cart to make the turn. And then there's always someone standing trying to bag their groceries. And you're like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And they're talking to the checker. It is unbelievable to try to get out of my grocery store. And then if you're with like one of your kids or with your spouse or whatever, and one of you is at the end, you know, bagging and somebody else is on the backside. Oh, no, has to get by. Unacceptable. Yeah, I have to get by. You can't. You can't. And then you can't reach. But that is. Yes. Make it happen. Why were there ever 14 lanes? Was that just optimistic? I think that people feel better. And maybe they do use them on like Thanksgiving Eve. Maybe. If you know what I mean? Maybe there are times when they use it. I have a friend who works in like traffic studies and there's really interesting things about 
there's a point at which you add lanes to a freeway that makes the traffic worse. So the, the idea is like if you could have a 16 lane freeway, you would never have traffic. But it's something weird about like adding lanes, like it doesn't pay off. And I think the grocery store should learn from that lesson as well. Look at Trader Joe's. Like they have long lines, but they keep it moving. Yeah. It's marketing. It's a lot of the thing of like, okay, you're next. You're, you know, like they make you feel like it's moving. They don't make you feel like you're just in the terror dome where you're just like sitting there without any hope while the person in front of you is like, I think I have a coupon. And you're like, I've been sent to hell. Naomi's is brilliant. Naomi says, why isn't this a thing? A washing machine that just automatically turns into a dryer. Many people wanted this. I feel like it is a thing in like Germany. It is a thing. It doesn't work very well. No, it is a thing, but I think it doesn't work very well. I think that's the problem. She wants like a good one. And and many people wanted a washing machine that also folds the clothes. It washes, dries, folds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why isn't that a thing? <laughs> they want the Jetsons, basically. You put in dirty clothes and you get out folded clothes. Absolutely. And while we're dreaming, Amy, somebody walks them up and puts them in your kids' drawers. Because what I find is that we've been in a laundry kick this week trying to catch up on vastly overdue laundry. And where the system falls down, I mean, there are so many cracks in the system, right? It falls down at putting the laundry in the bin and never washing it. Then it falls at washing it and never moving it to the dryer. So you have to rewash it because now it has like dirty water stink. Then leaving it in the dryer forever. And then getting, this is where it always really falls apart for us, getting in back into the bins. Clean. It's too many steps. And then leaving those in the laundry room and kids start going through them. And then it looks like a tornado of clothes has exploded. But then even worse, folding it and leaving it in the living room. And then the kids start pulling it apart and undoing your folding. That's particularly painful. Emily says, why isn't there instant healing sunburn medicine? I know there is aloe, she says. So don't be like, that's called aloe. No, no, don't come at her with aloe. Why isn't this a thing? A cream or something, says Emily, that can let me undo my parental mistakes and erase the kid's sunburn altogether. I got sunburned so often as a child. I mean, I look back now. Now, I mean, my kids really don't know what a sunburn is fundamentally. Like... And they're fair. I mean, they can get it. They're very, very fair. But we're extremely careful about sunscreen application. And I mean, we used to go to the beach and sit out all day long with like, God knows what, some like, you know, 15 sunblock that didn't really work. Or we would forget to put it on at all. We just were not sun aware as we are these days. My mother would put the, um, we had no AC. My mother would put the sheets in the freezer and we would be sunburned and like your whole body's like wrong, wrong, wrong. Like it's pulsing with sunburn. Yeah. And like your skin, my skin is translucent white and then like a line and then like red. I mean, burnt to a crisp. And that little spot between the non-burned and the burned part was so sensitive. Oh my God, sunburns. I got some mind-bogglingly bad ones. I'm going to take you way back. It used to be sort of thought, I mean, by like parents and kids both, that you needed to kind of get it over with, right? June was your month to just get a bad burn because that was your base. And then you could just get tan after that and you wouldn't have to worry about it. You just needed to get that over with because then you could just run free for the rest of the summer. Yeah. And now we put our kids in like, we have the kids wear like the Lawrence of Arabia hats. I mean, mine did the full like long sleeves, long pants. And the longer you can get them to wear that ridiculous get up at the pool, I mean, just the easier it is for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you got to mess with sunscreen. I like this idea of Olivia's. 
kids vintage clothing shop. I'd love to have more major retailers where you can sell back the clothes your kids outgrew five minutes ago. They can resell at a markdown. Makes clothing more affordable and decreases waste. I know why stores don't want to do this. Yes, yes. When the shirt was four ninety nine in the first place at Baby Gap, they're not really going to take it back and sell it for two ninety nine. It's like disposable clothing. Yeah. I used to do this on Etsy with snow boots. When my kids needed new snow boots, I could always find somebody's, you know, snow boots that have been worn twice for seven ninety nine instead of the 50 bucks they would have cost me. And then where I would always get stuck, I have to keep them now so I can relist them on eBay and then I, I just wouldn't do it. But yeah, we need it at scale. This is what Olivia's asking for. At scale, can we please just trade stuff in for the next and, size? And it's true that, I mean, I didn't really understand this until... Just the environmental impact of what they call fast fashion. Just the fact that you can buy nine four ninety nine shirts in all sorts of different colors, but they're all going in the trash. Mm. And a lot of them, they're not cotton. You know, they don't break down. They have fibers in them. So it's kind of like dressing your kids in like plastic outfits. Like they don't break down. It's not good for the earth, people. Why isn't this a thing? Biodegradable children's clothing. That's a good idea. Right? And Yeah. And I also think that there could be some sort of app, like town hand-me-downs, you know? I just get my hand-me-downs from you, and then I get my boys' hand-me-downs from my neighbor, and I'm all set. I could use some more. It's time for you to start looking around, because I need some more hand-me-downs. While we're on the idea of tech and apps, this is a very important PSA. Nicole says, why isn't this a thing, a way to mark text messages as unread? Once you've read them, they need to be marked as unread. Again. Madison agrees. First of all, there is somewhere deep in your phone that you can go to turn off red alerts. So that the other person, in other words, the other person can't see that you saw. At least on an iPhone, there is. There is a way to do it. So ask a tech savvy friend because there is a way. I Again, this was something I was not aware of that people were getting alerts. And my son got into some sort of beef with a friend over being, quote, left on red, unquote. Yeah. So you read this and didn't respond. That's left on red. Yeah. You got left on red. Like, I, I asked you something. I know you saw it. You clearly read it because your phone told me you saw it. Back in our day, this was like the little green postal card you could attach to something. And then when the d- letter got delivered, they would rip off the green postcard and send it back to you. So I'd be like, Amy got the divorce papers I sent her or whatever. I think Nicole's concern might be even less privacy and just more, I want to mark them as unread so I remember, like... I'm just thinking right now, I have a text that's read that I wish I could have marked as unread. Like, hey, sorry, tonight didn't work. Let me know the next time we can get together. And like, oh, shoot, that's somewhere in my phone. But because it's marked as read, I forgot that I still have to respond to it. And I don't necessarily want to respond to your text right now, right now. I know there's a lot of things that do this, but I haven't been able to figure them out yet. I want one password for everything. I don't want to remember a billion passwords. I want to not like log on to one computer and not be able to get to the stuff I need because I don't remember the passwords. I want all my machines to know that I already know the passwords for everything. And the other thing I want is a way to search all my places at once. Like you and I will have a back and forth where you say, you know, can you take a look at this thing? And I kind of know you asked me, but then I'm looking in six different places. Like, was that an email? Was it a text? Was it on the Slack channel? I just... I want to say to the world, like, where is that email that it, where is that time where Amy sent me the thing to look at something? Yeah. You want like, again, we're we're going into Jetson's land. Maybe that's a secretary. Maybe that's what I need. Naomi says there should be the same charger for every single device, like to this end. Again, like just one password, one charger, one software. Yeah. 
I was just listening to someone complain about this, just bought a new iPad and it's like the different kind of charger. And and then God forbid you find the old kind, you got to charge it up. You got to go to the charger drawer that's like got 550 different chargers in it that like used to charge your laptop from the third grade, but you don't know where that is. But if you throw it out, then you're going to need it. You know, like what if you need to charge an old BlackBerry? Here it is like 400 years later, but I, I can't stand this. Amanda says... Why isn't this a thing? All devices have cordless charging. She says, I can't keep track of the cords. They should all just beam it. Just put it on a pad. And I have one of those pads. I bought it. It didn't work. I couldn't get it to work. I don't want it to not only work for the thing I bought it for, but literally every device I have. Again, this is another um, divide between my husband and I. He loves a gadget. Like he wants cordless charging. So our cordless for our phones, it's like a little pedestal you have to put the phone on and then it charges it overnight. And I'm just like, why is balancing it on this little pedestal thing any better I'm plugging it in. than putting a cord into it? Like, I'm not sure that we've, this is a lateral to me. I don't think we've moved forward. I think we've just moved to a different place that is equally annoying. As we used to say in sitcom land, when they'd be trying out different jokes, Is it better or just different? Yeah, that's what I feel about cordless charging right now. I'm not saying it won't ever get better, but right now, for me, just different. Seriously, just different. What if it was sort of like a beanbag-sized thing like for your whole house, and it's very cushioned? Just toss anything on it, and it gets charged. Eh, It sounds annoying to me. I mean, if there was a thing I could put in the corner... I'll keep thinking. ...that just beamed out, charged to everything in the house, it'd be fine, but it would probably give you like radio brainwaves or something, right? It also works in a second. I feel like we're like kids in pre-K one-upping each other. No, no, this charger works in a second to charge everything in the whole world. And the water fountains <laughs> give out Coca-Cola. Exactly. All right, we'll be back with even more. Why isn't this a thing? Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while 
still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. And now, expectation versus reality, your summer hairdos. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Expectation, beachy waves. Reality, hair that looks like it's been hit by a wave and not in a good way. Expectation, tousled curls from driving with the window down. Reality, insane melted cotton candy hairdo from driving with the windows down. Expectation, sleek and straight sophistication. Reality, your sleek and straight sophistication just ran headlong into 80% humidity. Your hair is busted. Expectation, a messy bun. Reality, a very, very messy bun that is also quite sweaty and stinky. This has been Expectation versus Reality, your summer hairdos. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. All right, Amy, how about this idea? Drive through convenience stores to just pick up milk and like can of soda or like a, you know, quick something you need for dinner. Do you know that my husband's hometown has a drive through convenience store? It's like a Cumberland Farms, but you don't have to get out of the car. I don't know what a Cumberland Farms is. What? But it's, yeah, it's like, you know, like a gas station. Like you could definitely get like a coffee. Or... It's a gas and sip. My friend Julie used to say she was very happy. They used to drive upstate for the weekends to get out of New York City. And she'd say she was very happy when, when she could get through a whole weekend having shopped only at basically at the gas and sip for the weekend. Yes. She didn't have to go to the grocery store, just like eggs and bread and milk. But now you don't have to get out of the car. I don't know why it isn't more revolutionary. So there's a giant like barn like structure. You pull in, picture like a car wash, like you drive through a narrow lane, you roll down one window. You could be on a track, so you're going nice and slow, just like a car wash, like two miles an hour. But you're not, you're driving your own car, and then you, I think you go to the first window, and you can see through the glass, like what looks like a quickie mart, you know, like a, a gas and sip. It's got like, you know, candy bars, cigarettes, you know. Lottery tickets and lifesavers and, and milk. Yeah. And then like donuts and, you know, what the giant Gatorade, 8 million Gatorades, whatever. I think what you do is you give your order to the guy at the front and then there's like a guy who goes and grabs it all. And then when you get to the end, they hand it to you in your window and you're on your way. Or they just load your trunk or they just come out and go like, put it in your trunk. No, because it's weirdly sealed off. Like you never touch the humans somehow. I don't know. So this was Sarah's idea. And Karen, who I know from this town, said, yes, move to Texas. We have these. And I don't know why. It seems like such a good idea. And I, I don't know that the practice of it is as amazing. But it is cool that they have drive through convenience stores. I'll see if I can find a picture of one and put it in the show notes. Alicia is thinking very big. She wants the entire grocery store to be drive through. Yes. 
She says, I want a McDonald's style drive through for when I'm already driving home. Kids are asleep in the back seat, right? And she realizes she needs berries, milk and olive oil. Would you like a bag of frozen fries with that? Yes, yes, I would. Yeah, I mean, she could be pretty close at the drive-thru in my husband's hometown. This has also gotten a little bit better with COVID because there's a lot of drive-up, right? Like you, you know, we're a McDonald's family, I'll admit it, Amy. And we like McDonald's on a weekend night, you know, feed the kids and we all watch a movie. And McDonald's has an app and you can order it and then you go drive up and you wait in the spot and somebody brings it out to you. Oh, okay. You don't have to go to the window. You just wait. Okay. I've never had the pleasure. You don't have to go to the window. But frankly, by the time you get there and park, I don't know that it's any faster than... Again, I, I sometimes these innovations, I'm a little sketchy. I'm like, they don't make it before you get there because obviously they don't want people just calling in orders and never picking them up. Ah. So they don't start it until you get there anyway. It just seems a little bit like meh. Maybe if the drive through is really long, but I'm not sure it's that much more convenient than... Although I guess with a sleeping baby, you, you never want to get out of the car. You just, yeah, the slamming of the door, like that's it. What about Laura? She wants little air pressure tubes in the kitchen to dry things, like in a chem lab. Do you know what she's talking about? I do not know. She says like chem lab in college. I don't, I didn't go to the chem lab in college. Compressed air. My husband works in tech. So if you're working on like a circuit board, you have a little can of compressed air with you at all times because you, you have to blow the circuit board off because you don't want anything interfering with what you're doing. So you're constantly like, she wants that, but for the kitchen to dry stuff. Uh, okay. That's a, I guess it's a good idea. You'll take it. Do you know what a pot filler is? Yes. It's like a pot filler became the big thing in fancy houses for a while. On the wall behind your your stove. Stove Near the range, you have a little faucet that fills like the pot for spaghetti. So you don't have to like walk from the sink across the room with your pot. You have a pot filler. This seems like it'll be a new innovation like that. You have a spot dryer. I mean, I want it, but I more want a tube that I step in, per Sarah's suggestion, when you get to the beach to get sprayed with sunblock, like like TSA, right? Just walk into it and stand with your arms akimbo and it sprays you. I have to say that if this gets invented, first credit has to go to my sister, Kate. She's been calling for this for years. She's a big swimmer. And also very fair. Like a spray tan. But instead of spraying spray tan on you, just spray sunblock. Like, why isn't that a thing? Yeah. I mean, we have like can spray sunblock, but I'm not a uh, fan of those. I mean, I think they just like stink and get in your eyes and they're annoying and they don't work as well. But this would work very well because it's imaginary. Amy, Jessica has a perfect one for me because having just said I don't like shopping, adult garanimals. Do you know what garanimals are? Oldie locks alert. Back in my day. Oh, it's a hugely oldie locks alert. There is a brand of clothing for children where everything matches. Yeah, well, tiger, like your tiger top and your tiger pants matched or your giraffe top. They don't have a tiger or giraffe on them. They were on the tag. So your five-year-old yes. could look in their door and be like, well, this has a giraffe on it and this has a giraffe on it on the tag. So I know that I'll match when I put them on. And I will say Jessica admits possible oldie Lux alert. She's exactly right. But this is what I need. Rather than do my sprint into Macy's where I just like grab six things and hope for the best, I could go into the Granimal section and it would be like, here, Margaret, here's your tiger top and your tiger pants. Wear these tonight when you have to go out to dinner with Amy and people are dressed nicely. My husband has sort of neared this nirvana for himself. Like he just has like everything's like navy blue and gray. And we talk about it all the time that he has granimals. Like anything in his closet goes with anything else in his closet. Or like Elizabeth Holmes, like just wear the same thing every day. Yeah. I mean, don't be like Elizabeth Holmes, but maybe you should wear the same thing every day. Yeah. In other ways, maybe not go with the Elizabeth Holmes model. How about a family only section on planes? 
Kimberly says, put all of us in the back together. That way we don't have to stress about our kids being loud or kicking seats. We're all in this together. I disagree with the only with the back part. Put you in the front. <laughs> Move. Yes. But you guys get on last. Right. Let all the grownups. I mean, even if you put nice seats in the back, fine. Let the people with the little kids get on last and let them get off first and they can all sit together. I'm going to say something controversial and I try to never yuck people's yums, but I don't want your kid kicking me even if I've got a kid in my lap. Don't you got to stop your kids from the kicking, guys. Right, Right. Kicking is controllable. I had three toddlers. I flew with them all the time. Don't let your kids kick other people, please. Uh, yeah, I, I sat in front of a kid who was kicking me like most of the way. They didn't speak English. I was trying to sort of express in a friendly but not that friendly way that it was really driving me nuts. Finally, he fell asleep. But God, it was, yeah, it was incessant. I'm like, this should be a universal language. Don't do this. And you can miss it. I was once, we were at um college football game on like risers. And apparently my like eight-year-old, like not a little kid, was swinging her feet and kicking the person in front of her. And the person turned around and just like screamed, like, get your kid to stop kicking me. Right. And I kind of thought, okay, you kind of took it. That escalated quickly. Like you could have maybe been like, right. hey, you're kicking me in the back. And I would have done everything I could to stop her. But she came in a little hot, I have to say, on that one. But yeah, she waited too long and came in hot. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't want to be kicked. I'm okay with the family section, but I don't want to be kicked. Mahima says, I have also wished there was a family line at security. You're trying to manage all your kids, carry on bags, take off jackets, and there's only a single business traveler behind us. I think the business traveler would probably also really like the family line at security. Yes. Although I take the other side of this, I have to say, I would feel compelled to go. My ex-boyfriend said this, and it applies to so many situations. We would ride the um, BART in San Francisco, the train. And there was a no eating policy on the BART. He always said that he thought he should be able to write a letter and get some character references and be allowed to eat on the BART. (laughs) Because he felt he was a responsible and good eater. Not me. Right. That Like, you should be able to get a badge that says, I have proved I'm responsible to eat on the BART train. Because he says, I'd like to just have my bagel and my coffee on the BART rather than rushing it beforehand. Just because a couple of bad apples ruined it for everyone else. He's like, I would never leave my wrapper behind. I would never drip cream cheese on the seats. Like, I would be very responsible. And I feel similarly at the family security line. I traveled so much with my three little kids. I'm faster than a business traveler with a double stroller. Like, I don't want to be in the family. I would have to be able to get an exemption from the family line. Yeah, you can earn your way out. Because I understand the upside of it. But like, I'm no, I don't want to be stuck in the family line. I am a single business traveler. I always felt that there should be the line at the airport shouldn't be families. There shouldn't be anything except like I have not flown in five years, right? There should be a special line for that. That's more of the distinction. Yes. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I do know what I'm doing. And then if you mess up on the I do know what I'm doing, you get like a black mark on your ticket that says like, you're never allowed back in this line again if you mess up once. Exactly. They're like, wait, I was supposed to take my laptop out. Wow. If Amy and I ran the world, it would be a very unfriendly place. (laughs) Don't travel with us. Vanessa says, why isn't this a thing if the grocery cart should have room for a kid like four to eight years old, like a pretty big kid, to sit in the compartment underneath with an iPad or something? Underneath? Well, we'll put it on top if you prefer. But yeah, they should be. it should be a little higher so that they can sit underneath and just check out while you shop. Underneath sounds very disturbing. I don't know why I'm caught on that. I agree. I mean, I have often described the way that I would go through grocery stores. I just this week had to tell my 10 year old she couldn't ride on the side of the cart at Target because that's how I went through every store. Like two kids hanging off the side and the whatever youngest one in the front. Mm-hmm. And it was chaos. We looked we were a nightmare to behold. Good thing they have wide aisles at Target. 
Paula has a $1,000 idea and you'll like it because it has good marketing. A bidet for babies. My husband wants to patent one called the bidet. Like a bidet, it's a bidet. If you do a friends and family race, call us because that is hilarious and it's a great idea. Why isn't there a bidet bidet? Bye-bye. 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 I am a, such a bidet. A bidet is the greatest invention. I'm, I'm very annoyed that they've never caught on in the U.S. Have you had the pleasure, like when traveling abroad or you went to France for a while, right? Yeah, I've definitely used one and uh, I'm a huge fan. They just make a lot of sense. There's times you don't want to get all showery, but you want to clean up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just just refresh. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bidet. Very good. Amy, we have so many that we're not even going to get to half of them. We're going to have to do a part two because there's so many good ones. But let's finish again. My sister Kate has this invention in her hip pocket or has been talking about this invention for a long time. And here are many people who agree with her. Kina says people chow. Just pour out a bowl for every meal and everyone is happy to eat it. Just like our family dog. No cooking, no cleanup. And then somebody replied, Kina, they actually have that. And it was an image of that like oat brand cereal. It's just human chow. Like it looks like dog food, but it's uh, cereal. Sarah says healthy, satisfying meals in pill form. Just take one and you've fully gotten all the nutrients you need. Ariane says, yes, Star Trek and the Jetsons made such big promises. It's so funny because I just was walking down the street the other day. I swear to God, relitigating a recent episode where I had to give you my desert island food and I said chicken parmesan. That is the worst possible desert island food. If I could only eat one thing for the rest of my life, I want, I'm like smoothies. I should have said smoothies with the caveat that there's a smoothie store and I can have any kind of smoothie I want. That's kind of, is that cheating? Because that's what I want. I want only smoothies. Both of those answers are horrible, Amy. Horrible in different ways. Any kind of smoothie for the rest of my life? I don't need food. Oh, a pill? That's horrible. Maybe some pretzels once a year? I mean, both of those answers are terrible. I never want to be stuck on a desert. I would be so mad if our, if we like get stuck on the desert island there. Like your dreams come true. And I'm like, it's the smoothie store and I'm going to kill Amy. Would you like peach kale mango? Or like chicken parm. What would be worse to eat on a desert island? It's sandy and hot and you're eating chicken parm three meals a day. I'm in the shade. Horrible. Horrible, Amy. I hope we never get stuck on a desert island. But my sister is a person who is just not super interested in food. I've never heard her be like, oh, you know, what's an amazing restaurant. She's just a low food interest. True. This is true. I knew her when, you know, we went to college together and she just would eat like the bread basket. That was it. Doesn't care and just wants to be fed. She eats the same three meals a day. And I know a lot of people like this, but I think even if not, especially during the pandemic, my husband and I would turn to each other and say, what do you feel like eating for dinner? And we were always like, food pill. There's nothing else that sounds good. We've tried all the right. We've done all the taken. We've made ice cream. We've made handmade yeast rolls. I just want the food pill. Just make me not hungry, right? Magical, not hungry pill. Yeah. That's all we need. Uh, and a nice bowl of people chow would really hit the spot sometimes. And especially like it's yo-yo dinner. It's people chow dinner. Like everyone gets their bowl of nutrients and like off you go. All right. So we're going to do a part two because we have so many we didn't even get to. And we want you guys to tell us why isn't this a thing? Send us your ideas. There's a bunch of ways you can tell us. You can reach out on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash whatfreshhellcast. Join the conversation there. You can send us a message on Instagram, Twitter. We're at whatfreshhellcast. And you can find us on our website, whatfreshhellpodcast.com. And with that, thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. So long. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? 
play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks.